Today in the Club Ride Apparel Podcast, we talk to Steve Hume from Hardtail Party. Hardtail Party is a YouTube channel, all things mountain bike. He reviews bikes, clothing, products, trails, pretty much anything that has to do with the bike industry. Steve and I chat about his favorite trails in Sedona, trail etiquette, and the bike industry in general. Enjoy the podcast with Steve from Hardtail Party. Thanks for uh, part of the uh, Club Rider Pro 3. Uh, today we are talking with Steve from Hardtail Party. Steve, thanks for uh, joining us uh, on the podcast. My pleasure. It's great to be here. Yeah. Where are you? You're in Sedona today, correct? Yeah. And uh, it se- sounds like it's raining. Unfortunately, yeah. But uh, it's good for the trails. It it can't always be perfectly sunny and picturesque in Sedona. <laughs> Sometimes you got to get that moisture. That's right. That's right. We are yeah. in the desert. Moisture is good for us. Exactly. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been in Phoenix ever since the uh, festival from a couple weeks ago, and I've I've was joking with a coworker yesterday that we've had as many rainy days as sunny days since I've been down here. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. We didn't get a really uh, big monsoon season this year, so I'm glad to be getting some some uh, weather now yeah agreed it's it's uh it's amazing how green everything's gotten in the last i don't know 10 days or so since i've been down here it's uh it's cool to see for sure yeah well again thanks for joining us um for those of you who don't know steve um has a youtube channel uh called hardtail party um we got in contact with steve months ago um steve is a uh, a great advocate for cycling i think uh if you go to his channel, you see, follow him on Instagram or wherever it is. He uh, he definitely has a really interesting perspective on the industry. Um, he gets out and rides a ton, um, does a lot of really cool reviews, but it's 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 from a kind of an organic um, organic view, in my opinion. And uh, I think that's really refreshing. It's not so in your face like buy this, buy this, buy this, or whatever. Um, so we just really like the way Steve does things, and uh, yeah, applaud you for you know. How, how much you've grown your YouTube channel. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. So, Steve, why don't you just give us a background for those of you who don't know Hardtail Party and know you, kind of, you know, how you started the Hardtail Party kind of brand and uh, and and what you kind of envision it to, to be in the future. Yeah. I started riding in the early 90s, and I was a young kid then. And uh, there weren't many mountain bikes available that weren't hardtails. And I just, that's all I rode and I fell in love with them. And uh, yeah, I've been mountain biking a long time and I've kind of seen a lot of people just kind of glancing over hardtails or apologizing because they'd show up to a ride on a hardtail or think that they were a second class citizen because they didn't have the latest and greatest. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Riding's all about having fun. We somehow had fun in the 90s on hardtails. We can still have fun on hardtails today, and they're even better than ever. And so hardtail party's all about having fun on your bike. We don't count watts. We don't race. We don't challenge each other unless it's a let's see who can get up this sort of technical climb sort of thing. And it's just about having fun. So that's why it's called hardtail party. And it's it's a blast. Nice. Yeah, it's a I've been, you know, riding for the last 10, 12 years, something like that. And of course, the very first bike I had was a hardtail. Um, I moved into a full suspension bike, but I started riding single speed back, 
you know, around probably 2010. Nice. Um, and I, I rode single speed for years, competed all over the national level, national championships, all that stuff. And it was, it was really fun. And, and you're totally, you're totally on point that like single speed or not single speeds, hardtails in general, get a bad rap. Um, just because, especially this day and age where all these trail bikes ride like hardtail, <laughs> which, which always, which always makes me laugh when I hear that. I'm like, all right, I, I get that that bike rides like a hardtail up a hill, but it's still 33 pounds. Right. You know? um, it, it cracks me up. So I understand that they pedal well, uh, but you know, nothing really, nothing really beats riding a, a hardtail bike because you just have to, you have to finesse the bike a lot more um then you do a, then you do a full suspension bike and i think that's that's fun and challenging when you're out riding absolutely like my wife and i used to live in an rv and travel the u.s and, and live in a different city every couple of weeks and what we really took away from that is there are so many green and blue trails out there finding double black diamonds that really challenge you they're pretty far few and far between and sometimes the best bike for the trail is what you ride 90 five percent of the time and i'm not absolutely i'm not anti-full suspension i've got a few i love them and i believe in the right bike for the right uh, trail but man there's something to be said about the simplicity and the joy of riding a hardtail on the appropriate trail and it's really fun and i'm sad that a lot of people kind of skip the hardtail phase went straight to full suspension and they've never experienced that joy but through the channel people are starting to see the joy in it and reconnect with it it's been really fun to watch Nice. Yeah, that's cool. And, and, you know, the other thing, you know, we're, we're, we're so lucky to live in a time where we have, you know, 2.6 inch tires and we have totally you know, dropper, dropper posts, um, as well as, you know, brakes that actually work. <laughs> so all those things, all those things fine. You know, now it's like, well, people should re re kind of visit that hardtail again and, and, and go, Oh, you know what? I remember how fun this was. And with all this technology, it just makes it, that much more fun to ride those things absolutely the hardtails come a long way and with all those things tubeless tires wider rims 2.8 inch plus tires or even like you said a 2629 or they still have that fun hardtail snappiness and they still make you a better rider they still uh, remind you when you messed up and picked a bad line down something but man the, the quality is so good now we we live in the best time ever to be mountain biking it's wonderful yeah it's pretty amazing um you know what what even in the the 10 years that i've been riding what what i've gone through i mean i remember i remember the i had a full bike i remember someone saying yeah they have these things these dropper posts and i'm like what, <laughs> what are you talking about and i remember getting one and i was like whoa this is this is so different and then before you know it it was like i gotta have one of those on my single speed too um just because totally. you can just, I don't know, it, not that, not that you couldn't go down a lot of these things, regular, um, a regular seat post, but man, it just, it just makes you so much more comfortable on the bike and makes you a little bit more confident too. Hundred percent agree. Dropper posts completely changed the game. I've got really short legs. I'm a small rider. And all my life, I fought with uh, being on bikes that were too big for me, especially twenty six inch bikes. And then as we got to bigger and bigger wheels. It's been harder and harder to find frames that would get out of the way of, for me when I was going down stuff. And I would remember my ride as a teenager, I'd leave the seat up, ride all the way to the top of this two-hour climb, put the seat all the way down, blast all the way down, and that was that's all you could do. And, man, dropper posts completely changed the game. And I'm kind of at the point where I'd rather have a dropper 
than even a front front fork. So I've got a, a rigid hardtail with the dropper on it, and it's still a blast. And I take that over a, a suspension fork with no no dropper. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I agree. It's funny. I was riding with uh, a friend of mine in Idaho this spring, and we were we were riding in this zone near Twin Falls, Idaho, which is right off the freeway. And, yeah. Um, it's a system that you can go ride even in the winter time. It's open winter but we were down there riding it's really flat and so we're riding along and there's a couple spots where there's like a little mini downhill and you're going around these berm corners and I just having my seat up that whole day berms what it feels like to have a ridge like so <laughs> high up on the bike like it, it felt like my race days again you know like oh my gosh it just feels it feels like your head's over the front of your front wheel if that makes sense Again, because you're so used to putting that dropper post down and you just kind of fall, fall the bike and it just feels so comfortable like you're on a couch and to, uh, to revisit that old, old feeling of a, you know, regular uh, seat post was, was, was kind of hilarious. And we were, we we were joking about it, how, how we haven't had that feeling much in the last, you know, probably five or six years because every bike we own has a dropper post on it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what, so what kind of prompted you at, at what point were you like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to start this YouTube channel for, you know, hardtail party. Like how did, how did that come, come to fruition? So I've had a couple YouTube channels through the years and this is my favorite. It all started. We would go camping and exploring in the back in the back country with our friends. We take our four by fours and do like 300 mile trips and go camping across a couple of days and go hiking and exploring and, I was just using it as a way to document my journal of these uh, adventures for myself. And then people started liking it and subscribing. And I, I'd never really given thought to what other people wanted to watch. I was just filming my journal and my adventures so I could share it with my kids one day. Nice. And then, uh, then we did that RV travel thing. And that was really an interesting, we started a channel for that downsizing from a big house to uh, a 150 square foot trailer and, how we changed our lives and modified our jobs to work on the road and traveling and that sort of thing. And that was fun. But the whole reason we did it was so we could mountain bike more places. And whenever we'd show mountain bike videos on our travel channel, people kind of got bugged and they said, no, we want to see more travel stuff, not the mountain bike stuff. And I realized I want to make mountain bike videos, not the other stuff. So I tried to think about what, you know, there's a lot of mountain bike channels out there. What could I do that'd be different, that'd be special? Who needs a voice? Who's an unsung hero? And I'm like, oh, it's it's got to be the hardtails. And my buddy and I, we started, uh, we were like, we need to have these new challenges with each other called hardtails on hard trails or hardtails on hardtails. And we didn't quite know what to call it. And out of there began hardtail party. It's been really fun. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's super fun to watch all the videos and different places you ride and um if people have been watching we rode with steve and some other friends when we were down in sedona or up i guess up for me and uh being i'm in phoenix now um when we were there for the festival and it was a super fun day the guy chase from pit viper came out we had our other guy daniel from club ride was there devin Ballett, a photographer who was uh shooting the festival um and steve and, and and actually another friend of mine dylan who ended up starting the um the Nike interscholastic, you know, cycling league in Idaho, he was in town. So we had a really fun group and uh, it was fun to 
go out there with Steve and Steve shot the whole thing and we all rode. Then it was really cool to watch the video later and, uh, and see that whole thing. So um, super stoked on the videos. They're, they're, they're fun to watch. I think people get engaged on them and uh, yeah, it's just, a, it's just a really fun channel. No, oh, thank you. We like to focus on having fun and we kind of, we ride pretty slow. We session things. We try different climbs and descents a couple times. And I believe that's how you get better. And that's what we're all about. Just, have fun. You shouldn't have to apologize for the bike you ride. Just ride what you got and have fun with, with friends. Because I think a lot of people get tied up in the competition or the racing or the Strava times, which there's total value in that. But I wanted a different approach to remind people that, you know, we can just do this for fun and not take ourselves too seriously. And, and that's what we do. Yeah, absolutely. We also, at the festival, um, we did a uh, we did a group ride on Saturday and it was super fun to get, you know, a mixed group of people. We probably had close to 20 people, whether it was like people that were super serious riders all the way up to, uh, we had a kid that was there and he was on a hardtail and he was so stoked to ride with Steve. It was, it was, it was just really cool to see how excited he was. Um, to ride with Steve and we were getting ready to go for the ride. And he looks over, he goes, Hey Steve, look, dude, we're, I, I thought so. We're the only guys on hardtails. And uh, <laughs> I, I thought that was just, that was really cool. I could see the stoke in that kid. And it's cool to see from what you're doing, got that kid so excited. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's, it's funny. No one is really cheering on the hardtailers out there. They all kind of feel like second-class citizens. And I, I didn't want that. I wanted them to feel proud of their bike and feel like they're included in the sport. And it's, it's so fun to see. That's the best part of this channel are my meetups and when I'll meet up with people and just go ride with them and connect with the people. That's why I ride. I, it's all about having fun, getting exercise and, and socializing with other people. And that has been the number one benefit to the channel is connecting with people, seeing their local trails, seeing why they love their bike, why they love riding. That was such a fun event to be able to connect with all those people. Yeah. It's uh that that's probably the best festival um, around. I know, I, I just yeah. did another. I just did another episode. And said the exact same thing. So I I don't really need to like go back on that whole <laughs> festival that people have already heard about in in a previous podcast. But yeah, super fun weekend. Um, I love Sedona, and and as people probably don't know, Sedona, right? Yeah, it's a dream come true. And all our travels, where we traveled around everywhere, we just kept coming back there, and it felt like home. And now it is home. Where we feel super fortunate. Yeah, it's such a cool place. Great community. I love, you know, Mike and Jason at Over the Edge. You know, they're a great partner of Club Ride. And we always love coming down there. And um, it's just a beautiful place. I mean, there's just no better place in my mind than, than uh, that Sedona area. They've got a great scene going on. And Mike especially, a lot of people don't know it, but a lot of the money from the Sedona Mountain Bike Festival goes toward the Forest Service and paying for trail maintenance. And we... I mean, when we have trail work days, there's 30 people that show up ready to build new trails and clean old ones and reroute things due to erosion and such. And so the trails are actually expanding there. We have a great relationship with the Forest Service. We have great local shops. They all have group rides every week for people that are passing through. It's a really great scene. Yeah, it is a great scene. And to touch on what you're saying, and I think it's it's being kind of seen everywhere around the country is you know years ago it was when i started riding mountain bikes and started getting into like the advocacy side um up in, in idaho where i live um you know the mountain bikes were kind of like you know the forest service you know had them around and they're like that's oh, okay 
factor, but it was never like, well, the mountain bikers do a lot for the community. And before you know it, you know, in the past few years, man, locally where we live, the forest service has really come around to realize that most of the trail work days are mostly mountain bikers that show up. Of course, a lot of the mountain bikers and hikers, there's, they go together because we sure. all probably do both of those, but our forest service locally in Idaho has really come around. And what I guess I'm getting to is I remember coming to Sedona years ago. And if there was a speck of rain, it was like, Nope, none of the, none of the shuttles <laughs> were in today. And, uh, you know, Mike told me when I was there a couple of weeks ago, he's like, man, the forest service is just like, yep, everything's good. Even if it's a little wet, all good, you know? So I think that those, those land managers have come around to realize that mountain bikers are, you know, they're great stewards of the land for the most part. You know, I mean, there's definitely some of those people out there that aren't, aren't doing the right thing, but for the, for the most part, man, mountain bikers are, are very good uh, um, stewards of, of trails. We're doing a good job and we're gaining trust and confidence from them. And as we help them, you know, as we pr- practice proper trail etiquette and, and, show up to these work days and pick up garbage when we see it and don't ride when it's muddy it goes a long way and i'm i'm really proud of of how well uh people people have been doing that i used to be an educator well i I guess i technically still am i'm a master trainer for tread lightly which is the education arm of the forest service and i've taught a lot of groups from four by four groups to motorcycle groups equestrians hikers mountain bikers all sorts of people that love to recreate in the mountains how to avoid trail conflicts, how to coexist. And you're right, in some parts of the country, we haven't done a great job. I, I grew up in the Bay Area where mountain biking was born, and most of the trails I rode as a kid, I'm coming back with my family wanting to ride them with my wife and show her them. And they're all illegal now because we haven't done a very good job of working with those land managers. It's a shame to see pockets of the country where we're doing awesome and just building trails and really uh, spreading the news. And then some places uh, we're not doing so awesome. And so there's work to do. And it's been interesting to be involved on the YouTube side of things. Back in the day, we used to get all of our trail intel and geek out on bikes by going into the bike shop, reading the magazines, watching a couple of the videos. But it's really surprised me how many people don't have that connection to the sport and they do it all through YouTube. And for better or for worse, that's where they go for information about what pedals should I get? Should I be clipped in or should I not be clipped in? Where can I find trails to ride? How do I know if that hiker is supposed to get out of my way when I'm coming around a corner? So I always try to include little little educational tidbits in the videos, too, about, okay, here's, here's why we do this. Here's why we give equestrians the right of way here and that sort of thing. So that hopefully more and more communities can have the positive experiences that you're having in idaho and i'm having in arizona yeah no, that's a that's a really good point because i i have seen you know as we've all seen you know mountain biking is mountain biking is the new hiking right i mean yeah. it's, it's the new cool thing so no matter where you go it's it's blowing up and you know the it's great that we're, we're talking about all these things like working really well and the land managers and this and that but that it's a really good point that a lot of new riders don't know a lot of these etiquette things because it's just something they're like, cool, I bought a mountain bike. I'm just going to go ride my bike. Totally. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Boise area in Idaho, it's one of the fastest growing cities in the country mm-hmm. and they have a great trail system, you know, right outside of the city. I mean, you can literally in five minutes be downtown and be on a trail. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it's great. Um, but I've gone to Boise, you know, I usually go in the fall, late fall cause we're starting to get cold in the Sun Valley area. 
or we'll go, you know, this time or into April and go ride. And, uh, man, the trails are, they're getting a little braided in places because yeah. there's a lot of the, the downhillers are coming down the hill and instead of stopping and getting out of the way, they're kind of just riding off the edge of the trail, therefore making, you know, either a wider trail or, or another trail. Uh-huh. And so I think like what you're saying is on your YouTube videos, whether it's an etiquette thing or it's picking up trash or it's, you know, saying hi to a hiker. I think those things are really positive to have so that people see, Hey, I need to get out of the way or I need to stop or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Those yeah. are great things to bring up. Good point. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you ride a long time and ride at the right people, you learn that stuff. But if you're just going out and you're just learning, it's, you know, it just seems easy. Like, Oh, I'm going down the hill. This guy's going to get out of my way, you know, but sometimes. Totally. Yeah. Well, and some of the media today shows people taking alternate lines when on a race course or at a bike park, no problem. But I think a lot of people see that and think, Oh, cool. I'm going to make a new corner here. I could, you know, ride up on that rock or slash this. And, and uh, in a lot of places that actually does more damage and gets our trails shut down. So it's really a delicate balance between finding that, you know, looking at alternate lines down something and making a new trail. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it's it, it, in, in our industry right now, it's, it's tough for me sometimes because, you know, you go to Pink Bike or you go to Vital or what have you there. And, and, and it's so much shred. Right. And don't get me wrong. We, we all like to do that. But when it comes down to it, you know, most of what, what we all get to go ride and do is more of like the hardtail party type of YouTube video. You know, it's the riding with your friends and just getting out there and, and challenging yourself, whether it's, you know, hitting that jump you've never hit or riding down the steepest part of hangover because, you know, that's what you do. It's, it's a little more of a kind of a realistic view. And I think that's, I think that's refreshing and good. And I think the industry needs more of that. Yeah, cool. Thanks. I've definitely been very cognizant of that and tried to promote mountain biking in a responsible way and not, you know, none of us are perfect, but not show just reckless use of the trails and feel like we own the place and everyone needs to get out of our way because we're going fast. And thanks. I, I really, I'm very, very conscious of the message I'm putting out with that. I'm always trying to promote mountain biking as a, I mean, yes, there's adrenaline to it. And I, and who doesn't love that factor, but there's also just the, sometimes we'll go on a 30 mile ride. That's totally flat and enjoy the time together. So I, I like showing the variety. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So super important question, Steve, what's your, what's your favorite trail in Sedona? Oh my goodness. I don't have one. <laughs> Everybody says I don't have a favorite. Trail. There's just too it depends many. Like, on the on, week. Be... There's like <laughs> okay, 50, that makes there's sense. like fifteen that I love and I'm not sick of. Sometimes yeah, hangover. It depends on the day. Sometimes hangover scares me to death. Sometimes it's the easiest trail I've ever ridden. Uh, Highlight is always a good time. I like. Let me think. My best trail in Sedona. I've really been digging that teacup one that we did on a ride with our, our group at the festival. That's a really fun trail. I love them all. There's so many great features on every trail. Yeah, absolutely. That's, I mean, it is one of those things like an embarrassment of riches, right? Where you're like, totally. I have so much at my disposal that, oh my gosh, it's so hard to pick one, you know? Um, Cause I asked, uh, I asked Julie the same question on the last podcast. What's your web? So she has uh-huh. the same, she has the same problem, you know? Um, right. <laughs> and it'd be the same thing. Like, you know, if we were talking about where I live in Sun Valley, it's like, oh, man, let's see. Well, I really like this. right. You know, before you know it, I've got like 
six favorite rides. You know? uh-huh. so it's really tough. It's tough to, to kind of nail that down. So it is. And, and it depends on who you're with and what the conditions are like, but that, that yeah, we're super spoiled. Cause I'll be like, uh, someone will mention, let's go ride that. And I'll be like, no, nah, that trail's not really that good. And then I'm like, wait a minute. If I were anywhere else, I would be stoked to ride that trail, but we have better ones here. Yeah. And again, like I'm you're spoiling. saying too, it's, it's who you're with, you know, like maybe, maybe it's like for you, you know, somebody's going to watch your kid and you're able to go out with your wife and you're able to go ride and maybe teacup that day. And you're like, you know what, that exactly. was one of, the, one of the best rides I've had this year because we had a great day together or, you know, what, what have you friends in town, whatever it is. So I, I, understand, yeah, you, I understand the feeling. You keyed in on something big. Like to me, it's more the group than the trail that makes it great. Sometimes it could be the weather. It could be the views. You could just be feeling great and be able to push yourself a little bit harder. And to me, like that's usually what makes up the, a great experience. And then you combine that with a great trail, and sometimes you get those magical days where it all clicks. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a, that's a good point. So if you don't have you don't have a favorite trail in Sedona, what's your favorite trail that you've ridden anywhere? You think? Uh, that one I do know. That's Gooseberry Mesa. Oh wow! That yeah. Gooseberry, huh? I it's I, not not for everyone, but I man, I love that trail. It is it is a good ride. I've ridden that plenty of times, and it's. That's a, that's another good one to add to what we're just talking about is like the whole experience. Cause last year I was on my way back from Sedona and a buddy of mine who was in, who lives in Ketchum, Sun Valley area, he'd yeah. never ridden gooseberry. So we drove in late one evening, of course got a killer camp spot right on the edge of the, edge yeah. of the desert there. Um, woke up to, you know, the whole valley of us and then went and rode gooseberry, you know, had a beer at the car when we were done and it was a pretty epic ride, you know? So, I, I get it's you exhausting. I, there's no real flow. You never really get above 15 miles an hour. And so a lot of people don't like it. I love, I love technical climbs. I love challenges. I, I've never ridden that trail and finished it in under four hours. Cause we just session nonstop. It's like nature's skate park. And I always have a good time out there, even though I've never hit it where the weather's right. It's, I still have a blast out there. Yeah, it is. It is a good session zone for sure. There's plenty of rock that you can go back and forth and try this or go up and down this and challenge yourself climb wise. It's it is a cool trail for sure. Yeah, and it's one place you can find some bonus lines without doing trail damage because you're on the rock, so you can kind of explore and you're not as long as you're not running over bushes or making new tracks in the soil. Um, yeah, you're you're good to kind of explore around a little bit, which makes it fun too. Yeah, they've got some great rides there in that that zone now. I mean, you've got Gooseberry right there across the highway. The uh, what is it, Little Mesa? Little yeah. There's yeah, Little Creek. There's Fire Mesa. Uh, you got Jam down there. They got a good some good stuff going on. St. George is a great place to ride. Well, I guess I rode Gooseberry last year, but I haven't ridden. You know, I'd love to do um, to ride from over the edge in Hurricane and ride and then hit gym or to uh, Goulds to gym and then the hurricane rim back that is such a good loop Ooh, i haven't done that one yet i need to add that yeah if you go so if you start at over the edge neighborhood and there's a trail that goes right up the hill and it drops you off up on that dirt road that takes you to Goulds. i don't know if you've been on on Goulds. no not yet yeah so Goulds, and then you go across the highway jump on the gym trails and then it'll just yeah. rim, and then you can ride that pretty much almost back to the shop, and then just down the highway a little bit. 
um, back to the show. Oh, That's sweet. It's challenging. It's got ups. It's got downs. It's got tech. Yeah, it's it's a cool one. Sweet. I list for sure. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Added. Yeah. Um, gosh, Hurricane. Love to go to Hurricane. It's it's too bad the the festival's canceled uh, until November, but hopefully hopefully that will. will... So, for sure. So what do you what do you got going for the rest of 2020? Um, unfortunately, YouTube can't be my full time job yet. Maybe one day. So I still have a, a regular job, and uh, for work, I build online learning, which is uh, really exploding right now. As you know, a lot of people are being able to work remotely and uh, go to school remotely or learn online remotely. And so I build a lot of online trainings starting up my own business there this year but yeah just got some really fun videos planned for the channel i'm going to be doing some more bike hacking that is a true love of mine as well another fun way to explore nature on your bike i've got some really fun reviews coming up a lot of people have ridden one or two hardtails but they haven't ridden 20 different hardtails especially modern ones so a lot of people are tuning into the channel to say hey how does bike a compare to bike b i know you've ridden them both and i can share my thoughts on those and that's i really enjoy the technical aspect of it and reviews and looking at gear but we still try to focus mostly on writing nice um i i forgot to ask you this one but have you ridden mesquite to goat camp over in the white tanks here in phoenix not yet oh man okay you you have you got to put that on your list i went and did that earlier uh earlier this week um and it is so rowdy Ooh. Uh, oh yeah it's it's amazing because you you start the mesquite climb it's like five i think five and a half miles from the parking lot to the top of the mountain okay and uh i mean you gain too it was i think the entire day was like 2600 feet of climbing wow maybe a little maybe a little less i could be just talking about how sure. much i climb <laughs> um no I, I think it's around 26 but you get to the top and then you do this descent um it's just one big loop and it is rowdy and um there's there's i'm not gonna lie to you there's some sections where i'm walking my bike down uh okay but i would say 90 95 percent rideable and uh just techie it's got some fast sections it's got loose drops i mean all kinds of really good stuff and it's I think because it's a it's a pretty big loop. Not that many people are out there. I didn't see any bikes. Who kind of gave me the like? What's wrong with you? You know. Yeah. <laughs> but it reminded me of uh, it reminded me of uh, a lot of the portal descent over in Moab. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Some of that stuff, but such a beautiful ride. You get beautiful views of the whole like Phoenix Valley, um, and you're just out there. I mean, I've I'd never ridden in the White Tanks. That was my first time. Have you Have you ever been over there? Yeah, but that, I'm not usually thinking of double black content when I'm out there. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's usually flowier, higher speed, uh, right. longer distance trails out there. Yeah, I just happened to I happened to get on Trail Forks, and I was like, "Ooh, that looks like a a little rowdy trail to go ride." So I went and did that, and I was uh, I was not disappointed. Uh, it That's awesome. It wasn't quite the hike a bike that I did over in uh, South Mountain a couple of uh, the week before. <laughs> I. Uh, I went to South Mountain and I, you know, had I hadn't ridden National. I hate to admit that I have ri- been riding bikes down here forever and had never ridden National. Sure. 
but it happened. And uh, I love national. I got on trail forks and I was like, oh, okay, looking at national. And I thought, oh, okay, well, it, it looks like it flows this way the best. And so I ended up getting up there and I can't remember. I, I rode up some trail and got to a trail called Kiwanis and okay. it was a double black. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, this shouldn't be too bad. It was a full on shoulder hike a bike uh, for probably a mile and a half um, <laughs> until I got to the paved road where national came out. And I think that's where you end up going to the East. Well, uh-huh. I, went, I went to the West looking at the map, which I had to climb again for another 20 minutes, but I was able to ride most <laughs> of that. And I ended up riding national out to the West, which oh. I don't think most people do, but I have to say was really good. Um, good. And there was a bunch of drops and techie stuff out there too. Um, yeah. The only problem with riding it out that way, it kind of dropped nowhere. Um, sure. And there are some trails to get back, but I ended up just jumping on the, the, service road the park service road or whatever and rode that back and then jumped on some other trails to get back to uh, my vehicle but uh yeah i didn't get to go to the the waterfall section of national um so i'm I'm hoping to do that here in the next uh, week or so because i'm gonna spend a little more time down here Ooh, let me know i'd love to join you yeah that'd be that'd be cool that's one of my goals is to climb that and i've gotten about three feet up it so far oh that's right yeah we were texting (laughs) that back and forth and you were saying that's one of your goals is to climb that yeah, that'd be that'd be cool to see one day it's awesome that you you're showing right now how important that social aspect is of just sharing trails and uh talking with buddies and saying oh you should try this it's like the more trails i ride the bigger my bucket list gets because then i talk to people and they're like oh you gotta try this you gotta try that and, oh i just love that aspect of mountain biking and thanks for the tips and sometimes you go out there and you ride it backwards and you have an awful experience and then you talk to a local and they're like no you should ride the other way it's way better right that's fun yeah yeah well i was yeah i was after i rode national that day and i was like i i know i didn't hit the waterfall section that i've seen in you know videos and whatever you'd know and i was text yeah i was texting my buddy josh who lives here in town and he was like oh no you gotta park over you know yeah my parking lot then you go up this trail and then you can go over any session waterfall and i was like yeah I didn't do that. And yeah. I didn't, you know, I was kind of a dummy for not like reaching out to people I know in Phoenix and being like, where do I go? No, sometimes, if you go, sometimes it's, you go fun. Course, it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like I said, I had a great ride, but um, I wasn't really prepared for, you know, putting my bike on my shoulders <laughs> and there is... hiking over rocks and passing people looking at me like, I had no idea what I was doing, which I kind of had no idea what I was doing. There is some <laughs> raw rugged stuff out there that if you would put a foot down you're twisting or breaking an ankle that's just not worth worth the risk there's some big stuff out there for sure and that's how it was when i was coming down goat camp the other day there was plenty of times where i was like come up to something and i was about to roll it and i'm like all right dude you're by yourself like make smart (laughs) decisions out here you know um and there's plenty of times where i just got off and then there was a few times where i like got off and i looked and i'm like dude, you can roll that. That's not even like a thing. But I'm like, you're already here. You don't have any momentum. Yeah. Just get off your bike and swallow your pride. It's going to be okay. I'm you know? I'm the same way riding alone. I'm way more cautious alone. Yeah, especially, you know, like, you know, I know there's there was lots of people out there in those white tanks, but at the same time, it's like you're out there quite a ways and 
I don't know, to inconvenience someone else's day that mm-hmm. sees you on the laid out on the trail or has to help you back because you just broke your collarbone <laughs> or something. I don't I don't want to have to ruin someone else's day as well, you know? So yeah, totally. Gotta be gotta be conscious of that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so well, cool. You know what? We're at 35 minutes, Steve. Um, I told you I wouldn't go more than 30 to 40 minutes. So I think, you know, we've gone over a lot of stuff. I appreciate you getting on the podcast with us and talking about, you know, what you've got going on and uh, with with your YouTube channel, your life, all that stuff. And uh, we're stoked to be working with you and, and you know, hope that uh, we can keep this relationship going with you. Down. Um, again, just appreciate you getting on the podcast with us. Likewise, it's been really fun. Thanks for inviting me and thanks for chatting and thanks for all the great products you guys make. It's it's uh, been really fun to work with you guys and, and see what I've worked with. I review a lot of different gear and it's been fun to see what people that have been doing this forever are still innovating and still, you know, make, improving these year after year instead of just resting on the design that you've done forever and just being like, no, we're cool. We don't have to change. But I love all the changes you guys are making the feedback you're looking for and how uh, forward thinking you are. It's been, it's been really fun working with you guys. Cool. We appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're stoked to be working with you too, man. I think you're a, you're a great ambassador of the sport. And I think, you know, going forward, I think it's, it's going to be even better for you um, as far as uh, you know, how you're, how you're running your business, your YouTube side of things. I think it's really cool. So yeah. Anybody who, uh, who doesn't follow Steve yet, who's listened to this, uh, make sure on YouTube, hardtail party you can find him on the other socials at hardtail party as well um is there anything else we're missing on that stuff steve no you're welcome to to follow along even if you don't ride a hardtail because i'm usually the only (laughs) idiot in the group who showed up on a hardtail and i don't (laughs) pretend that hardtails are better than full suspension it's just a different different lens to view trails through yeah absolutely well either way it's really cool and i hope uh I hope it keeps growing for you, and uh, we appreciate your time, Steve. Thank you so much. It's been a great one. All right, man. Have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, Cameron. Take care. All right, bye.